Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, I interviewed Bob Gonzalez. Now, he, I guess the the heart of things, what we're going to talk about is he is a deep sea fisherman, did a lot of other amazing things too, moved to Florida from Pennsylvania. He's got a small business now doing something really, really awesome. We'll talk, we'll talk very briefly about that. Um, I, I really, really appreciated Bob's time, you know, he he mentions kind of the deeper side of, of fishing. You know, deep sea fishing is a totally different world than anything I've done here in in Indiana with uh, you know the small little fish. Deep sea fishing, you're catching you know hundred pound fish that take hours to to catch. So can't imagine that. Uh, but with that comes a lot of interesting stories, and that is what his book is all about: the interesting stories of his journey on the water. I'm not going to say journey of fishing uh, because he actually um, the the book is about more than just that. It's about what the water means to people. It's kind of the historical side of things when it comes to Poseidon and all of this other stuff. Uh, he's really kind of encapsulates the the whole world of the ocean. Uh, it's a fascinating book for sure. It's called Flicker in the Water. He's going to talk a lot about that. He's going to talk about how he decided to write it, all of the different stories within it, um, you know, what people can gather from it. So whether you're a big fishing person or whether you've never been on a boat, never, never threw a line in the water, I think you're going to enjoy this one just for the story aspect of it, the you know, the aspect of just what the ocean means to the world as a whole. It's been recommended by uh, some some royalty, if you will, when it comes to books about people fishing. It was recommended by uh, the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway, which, of course, wrote Old Man in the Sea, which is kind of the penultimate book when it comes to uh, to fishing. So the fact that his granddaughter was, uh, was somebody who enjoyed flickering the water uh, goes to show that it's a pretty darn good book. So without further ado, here is Bob Gonzalez. I'm here today with Bob Gonzalez. Mr. Gonzalez, how are you? Hi, Jackson. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining me. If you would, just, just introduce yourself. Um, Bob Gonzalez. I uh, uh, grew up in Pennsylvania. I now live in Florida, and I recently wrote a book about the sea and fishing, uh, mostly in the Gulf of Mexico. It's called A Flicker in the Water. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and the book obviously deals a lot with you know the ocean, the sea. What, uh, what, what's your connection with that, other than just living in Florida? <laughs> I've always loved to fish, even from a young age. Um, I used to start, I started out fishing in freshwater for like bluegills and sunnies and bass and little thing, you know, little smaller type of fish. And then I kind of graduated to the saltwater. Uh, I used to fish in New Jersey when I was a kid in the summer and we used to catch bluefish there a lot of the time. And uh, then when I moved to Florida, I really got into it. And uh, I spent like 15 years fishing in the Gulf of Mexico and, um, I accumulated a lot of stories from being out there and I turned them into a book. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. And what's the difference? Because I've not, I've not done any ocean fishing, deep sea fishing. I, all of mine is, you know, the pan fish that you're talking about, blue grail, crappie, all that kind of stuff. What, I, I mean, there's a huge difference. What is the difference between the two? I feel like, and, and correct me, but I feel like obviously with, with these bluegill, if you're fighting for, 
30 seconds and it's a you got a whopper but i feel like with ocean fishing aren't you like reeling in for 45 minutes sometimes yeah sometimes you are yeah um the book was inspired by a, a, a tuna, a yellowfin tuna, which we were actually fighting for about five hours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so you, you need some heavy-duty tackle when you go out there to fish for these fish. Uh, it was fun. It was exciting, and that's what led to the, the creation of the book, A Flicker in the Water. Yeah, I think that's really, really awesome. And I guess, so, I mean, you, you have a lot of experience with with deep sea fishing with ocean fishing, but what exactly inspired you to write the book? Because there's a difference between, you know, having awesome stories that you tell your friends at the, at the local pub and your, your family, but it's a whole nother thing to actually put it down in paper. So, so what made you decide to actually put it on paper? Well, um, I, I wasn't fishing for a while and I, I had the itch to, to do it. And, uh, I think this was my way of scratching that itch. Mm. And I, I had these stories and I, you know, I, I missed, you know, doing it. So I put them down on a book and it made me relive the whole thing again. No, that's that's really cool for sure. And I guess I, I also want to know just about kind of the writing process. And that would be I know you wrote a book before this that was a, a, a book of poems. This is I feel like a little bit different when it comes to it is still shorter stories. But how difficult was it to actually create that first you know, book, was it harder than you thought it was going to be? Was it easier than you thought? I'm kind of putting the poem book aside, but maybe, maybe we can kind of bring that in too and, and think what was the differences between those two, but kind of talk about those, those first experiences as a writer. Well, the poem book, um, I started out just writing the poems and then after a while I accumulated so many of them. I thought, you know what, maybe I should just get them out there. Uh, Cause I had, I enjoyed, I thought they were kind of, clever in the way that I did them, you know, and uh, some of the turn of the phrases, and I just enjoyed doing it. So I said, let me put this out there. And then after that um, is I wanted to do the, the, you know, more personal book to me was the fishing book about my own stories. Hmm. Yeah, I like that too. So did you, did you self-publish these? Do you have a, a publisher or where are we at with that? I, um, I published them through a company called Mindster Media and I okay. picked them at least for the, the fishing book, I picked them because um, they have a, a, a package with Mariel Hemingway, the granddaughter mm -hmm. of Ernest Hemingway, who actually wrote the foreword for the book. And um, if she, you know, if she reads your book and likes your book, that she'll she'll write the foreword for it and she'll uh, do a video on it. And, you know, her father, her grandfather well, wrote Old Man in the Sea and her family has been been into fishing for a long, long time. So I thought it would be the perfect fit. And she she liked my book and she agreed to do it. And she said the book gave her a great uh, sense of appreciation, which meant a lot to me. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit more about that in a, in a moment too, but uh, I guess I want you to kind of tell the, the listener if they're, if they crack open this book, what kind of stories are they, are they getting? Well, they're going to feel like they're out there fishing for fish on the ocean, mostly in the Gulf of Mexico, a little bit on the Atlantic ocean. I, I tell stories of some of the fish that we caught. Like I said, that yellowfin tuna that we battled for a few hours. Um, I think that's an engaging tale. I, um, a red snapper that we caught that was just a few pounds off the state, Florida state record. Um, a few uh, amberjack and sharks even. Uh, and I, I, there's a spiritual component to the book too. I, um, I talk about what the oceans mean to mankind through the centuries. Uh, I talk about Christopher Columbus a little bit in the book. Um, 
I talk about pirates, a lot of different things. I think it's an enjoyable read. There's some humor in it. I always like to usually put humor in my stories. Yeah, yeah. And so in each or each of these stories, I know they're they're each kind of a, their own story. Do they build off each other? Is it just a collection of stories that people could pick up and read from the middle? Or, or what, what does that look like? Well, um, they flow off each other. They, they, they're different stories, but they're all related. So I th- they're interconnected. I, I consciously tried to do that. I was, I was trying to weave them together as I was reading, uh, writing the book. Mm. Um, I tell stories about my friends who, uh, who fished with me, just like our, our group and how we would get ready and what we would have to do to, uh, to get ready for a fishing trip. Those, those sorts of things are all in there, but they're all interconnected. Yeah. And how did, how was the, the writing process with each of these? Because they are shorter stories. So did you, you know, write one entire one? Did each one have their own, like, you know, outline that you, that you worked through for a while or, or what was the process when it comes to writing each of these stories? Well, um, I, I played around with it a little bit until it fit just right. Um, of course, you know, there's always a revision here or there. Sometimes the writing just flowed effortless, effortlessly when I um, recalled these memories. Uh, and, and sometimes they took on a life of their own. You know, they just, they, you couldn't write it fast enough because it was it just like, it just, it just flowed. So I just enjoyed the writing. I tried to make it as interesting to the reader as possible. Yeah. And so I, I, it sounds like a good chunk of this is inspired by true events. Is this a, did you, I mean, is a lot of this stuff kind of tweaked at, uh, of true events or, I mean, is it fiction? Is it nonfiction? My understanding was it was kind of a, a fiction, but is that not the case? Is a lot of it kind of actuality of what happened? Oh yeah. It's mostly nonfiction. Um hmm it's it's mostly events that really did happen uh of course you know there are some events that um that are are fiction like i talk about poseidon this this god of the sea mm-hmm. and pirates and like i said christopher columbus and things like that but most of them are uh and there's a lot of pictures there in the book that pe- re- uh, readers will enjoy and i learned a lot myself while i was writing it there were a lot of things about the gulf of mexico i didn't realize um i'll give you one example um the uh, loop current, which is an under a deep underwater current, it's up from the Caribbean into the Gulf of Mexico. It's uh, 150 miles wide, and it goes like 3,000 feet deep. Hmm. And it travels at like six miles an hour. It's one of the fastest moving currents in the world, and it wraps around between. When it comes into the Gulf, it wraps around between Cuba and Key West and connects with the Gulf Stream hmm. and goes up the Atlantic, which I didn't know. Um, uh, sometimes the uh, current barely enters the Gulf before doing its wraparound. Other times it pushes all the way up to the Gulf Coast near Louisiana and Florida and then comes down. Mm. And this year, for some reason, we've been having a lot of clear water, you know, up in the Destin Panhandle area. And it's because of that, that loop current is only like uh, 75 miles offshore. That, that is interesting. That's not something I'd ever even heard of before. So is yeah. that when, when it comes to this book, and you said most of it is, you know, true events. Are you in the book or have you created characters that have lived out your events? Oh, no. Uh, all the characters are real characters. I'm in the book of people that I fished with. Um, you know, we talk about our experiences while we were out there, some of the jokes we would make, some of the, the fish we would catch and how we would catch them, mm-hmm. how we would prepare to catch them. And uh, just in general, th- you know, fun things like that. Oh, yeah, but everybody there is, is real. Everybody, every character in the book is real. Well, that's really, that's really awesome. So if somebody 
grabs this book. Obviously, they kind of build on each other. You you intentionally did that. But let's say they've got the book for 20 minutes and then it's going to explode. What uh, what story do you tell people to read? Which one maybe, whether it's your favorite or just something that encapsulates you know, the book as a whole, the best, which is, which is your favorite? Well, I, uh, they're all my favorites to tell you the truth. I like them all equally, but, uh, if I had to choose one aspect of the book is the spiritual aspect of what the oceans mean. And I talk about the frustration that fishermen feel sometimes when they're fishing. And I use the example of, um, Peter when he, you know, in, in, um, on the sea of Galilee with Jesus, when they fished all night and, um, they came in and it, he told Jesus, we fished all night and caught nothing. And then Jesus told him to lower his nets and uh, he didn't want to do it, but he went ahead and did it. And when he lowered his nets, the nets were full of fish. And uh, that's the story of fishermen. If you can fight through the frustration, you'll eventually uh, reap your reward. Yeah. And you said there was a, a time that you weren't fishing. Um, is it, are, you, are you back to fishing now or is it, uh, have you kind of lived vicariously through this book for a while or, or where are we at with your own fishing journey well i plan to go again here pretty soon um uh i haven't fished in a couple of years but uh, i'll be going out again really soon i have some friends who um are, have chart they're in the charter boat business so i'll mm -hmm. be going with them well that's really cool so outside of i guess writing your book what i mean you moved from from pennsylvania to to florida i don't know whether you went into retirement or you had a you know a great great thing going on in florida but i mean what's what's life outside of writing these books what what is uh what's bob up to well i i'm a small business owner i have um a business where i make soft pretzels and uh actually the name of the boat was uh named after the business called the twister oh well that's really cool for sure yeah well i i love me some soft pretzels so you're in a good business for sure yeah so you you kind of in, in a interview that i read with you um, you kind of compared this book a little bit to Hemingway, Old Man in the Sea. That's a that's a a big uh, a big goal, big comparison. But you did have, like you already talked about, Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter read the book and, and enjoy it. Um, you kind of talked about how that happened. I guess you kind of submitted it through a publisher that had was connected to her. Um, but what was that like? You know, knowing that somebody that you you looked up to his his descendants had. Uh, had read the book and enjoyed it. Well, the the old man in the sea was written while uh, Ernest was in Cuba, mm -hmm. and at that time, um, one of the characters in the book, Bob Senior, uh, I'm Bob Junior. Bob Senior uh, was living in Cuba when the, that book was written. He was only a kid; he was like ten or twelve years old. But so you know that connection started early from because you know we knew who he was uh, from Cuba's times. Um, but ha having her endorse the book just felt natural to me. You know, I just, uh, I just felt like it was a good fit. Um, and when, when she wrote what she did about it, it meant a lot to me. It was, I really appreciated it. Yeah. I got one of the passages that, um, that I took from, I, com I made the, the comparison between uh, what Hemingway wrote in The Old Man in the Sea. He said, everything about him was old except his eyes, and they were the same color as the sea and were cheerful and undefeated. Mm -hmm. so fast forward now to 50 years later, or no, it's really, it's like almost 70 years later to um, 2022, I wrote, um, neither fishermen or fish go through a full season undefeated unless you are the 1972 Miami Dolphins, mm -hmm. which yeah. uh, tonight just happens to be the uh, celebration for the 50th anniversary of that accomplishment. That's how it's never happened before. It hasn't happened since. That's how hard it is to be undefeated. 
Yeah, I think that's that's really that's a powerful thing for sure. And just like you were talking about earlier, that you know, being a being a fisherman is a a, a lot more about kind of the struggles and overcoming than it is if if it was easy. I don't feel like anyone would really enjoy it all that much. It's 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 I guess the joy that comes from actually being successful. Uh, the the rare times that you are that that makes it worthwhile. Oh, the the fish definitely always have a say <laughs> on whether you they allow you to catch them or not. That's for sure. They uh, sometimes they just won't bite no matter what you do. Even though they're there, they just won't cooperate. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a uh, it's and we still haven't been able to figure out completely why. <laughs> yeah. but it just happens. Yeah, I don't know. If that's ever going to be truly figured out. I'm pretty sure that's kind of the the wonder of nature, so to speak. Yeah. So. I mean, I want people to have a little bit of a better understanding of, of the book. So I want to make sure that we've got it all right, that a lot of it is, is true stories, which I came into it kind of not understanding that correctly, which I think makes it even even more awesome that these are things that you actually have lived through. And is each one of the, the stories like a different success, a different time that you that you caught a, a fish and kind of that experience? Or some of the stories have nothing to do with actually catching a fish or or where are we at with the different stories? Oh, some of the stories have nothing to do with catching a fish. Some of them mm-hmm. are about the ocean and uh, just about the ocean itself with that having nothing to do with fish. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's a spiritual aspect to the book and uh, some of the humorous aspects to the book have nothing to do with catching fish, but it's always in the pursuit of catching them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. What do you think? Because you're, you're still relatively new when it comes to to writing you know at least in in a way that other people are are reading it for for pleasure i speak spoken to countless writers that are you know 50 books in and new york times bestsellers and i always like to ask both both areas sometimes with with those they're so far removed from the beginning that it's hard to actually give you know true advice to to anyone on that's just starting but i think that where you are, it may be a little easier for, for you to maybe tell people how did, how does someone get into, to writing? How does somebody um, create something that's, that's worth reading for somebody else? What advice do you have to somebody who wants to become a writer? Just be passionate about what you're writing. Um, I'd rather write one good book than 50 mediocre ones. Mm. <laughs> and I, I think that comes with being passionate about what you're doing. If you really love the, what you're writing about, it'll come through in the work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. I, I know that to be true because that is a, a piece of advice that I hear a lot that if you're writing something that you're passionate about, you're writing something that you enjoy, that that's what matters. And, and that kind of transcends through the words too, that if you, um, you know, create something that you like, a lot of times somebody else is going to like it. If you're writing it simply to try to get readers, then that's disingenuous and, and people are going to read right through that. And it's not going to be a good book. So I, I like that for sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one thing I want to say about the book is that you don't necessarily have to even enjoy fishing to enjoy the book. Mm. I think that there's things that people who have never been on the ocean will really enjoy about it. And I think also people who are experienced can also learn some things like I did. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I read the, some of the reviews on Amazon for this book and that's really what, uh, what I, I gathered from a lot of them that people say, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big fisher, but I felt like I was out on the water with, with Bob or I'm not, uh, I, I haven't fished in 50 years, but this got me back. And I, 
into it. And this made me feel like I was a part of, of the action again. So that's, that was a really powerful thing. I think that's a huge compliment to you. Um, how do you think that you, that you were able to do that? And was that something that you knew that was, uh, was something you were trying to create something that grabbed up people that weren't necessarily fishers already? Cause it would be easier and maybe more enjoyable to somebody who's a big fisher to kind of skip the basics and just go right into the meat. Um, but, but that's not what you did. So was that, uh, was that intentional? Yeah, I tried to make it a story everybody could enjoy, fishermen or non-fishermen alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody has some connection to the ocean, and I tried to write it in, in with that in my mind. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. How can people find the book? Well, it's on Amazon. Um, you can look it up under my name, Bob Gonzalez with a Z, mm-hmm. or um, you can look it up, um, uh, Flicker in the Water. There's mm-hmm. the copy of the book. Mm-hmm. Flicker in the water. Um, and I also have a web website, flickerinthewater.com. You could get it there too. What is the, 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 you just held up the book. Most of the listeners won't, won't be able to see that until they actually go to the page, urge them to do that. But what that, is that a, what is that? Is that a real fish? Is that a, uh, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Th- th- this is a, a Goliath grouper. Huh. It's um, the biggest grouper in the grouper family. Um, they can get up to seven or 800 pounds. Uh, hmm. I searched, I saw this picture and I immediately knew I wanted this to be the cover for the book. I just, I fell in love with it immediately. I searched high and low for this picture. And finally, um, I was able to track it down to an aquarium in the Netherlands. Hmm. And they, uh, I guess, obviously they, they let you use it. And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So how can people, they know how to find the book. What, what are, what are your further connection points? Is it just your website? I always like to give people a chance to to uh, to let the listener know how they can follow along with them. Well, they, they can email me. The email is on my website. Um, they can contact me through there. Uh, there's definitely a lot of stuff on that website that's not even in the book. Uh, interesting facts about the sea and about the ocean that that are, that are not in the book. Um, mm-hmm. You could be lost in that uh, lost on that website for hours, enjoying yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I read some of those facts, and it, I I do I do recommend people check out the the website for sure. Check out the book. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, we all have a connection to the ocean, just like you said. Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fisherman, um, but I have had a, a ton of people on that, uh, you know, have experience with the ocean, whether they've been sellers, whether they've been, one person was an international smuggler. And it always seems to be, I don't know. I feel like some of the best wildest stories come from, uh, come from out, being out in the, the ocean. So I, I think that's a, a powerful place to, to set your story. Well, you know, two, two thirds of our planet is covered in ocean water. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you, it's been a, a pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jackson. I really appreciate it too. So that was Bob Gonzalez. If you're interested in picking up the book, lots of fascinating stories. You know, we just scratched the, the surface of the water, so to speak. In this interview, he's got so many amazing stories. If you want to pick that up, flickerinthewater.com on Amazon. Both of those will be in the show notes. Urge you to check those out if you're at all interested in in all things fishing, all things ocean, all things nautical. I think you're going to enjoy that. Just a lot of uh, a lot of fascinating stories that uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of lessons can be learned from whether whether you're a fisher or not. Um, 
yeah, enjoyed speaking with him. Appreciate his time. If you're at all interested in following along with us, if you've not already, go follow us on Instagram, Not Enough Podcast. Go give us those five stars on Spotify and on Apple. Really appreciate that. If you want to be extra awesome, you got an Apple device, go on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. That would be amazing. Already said five-star review. I mean, leave a written review. That would be what's amazing. The five-star review is is cool. The written review is amazing. So appreciate both. Honestly, I just appreciate you being a reviewer or not. So thank you again. Thank you, Bob, for being here. And take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.